a spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I even need your help. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the ball. Put the work in. We got to go to work. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Sunday afternoon. A beautiful day here in Southern California. The Los Angeles Dodgers, a franchise record 110 wins on this season and counting. After two straight wins over the Rockies to start this long series, the Dodgers look to do it again today. Tyler Anderson on the mound. First pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 110. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck, we'll hear from Dodgers. Dodger manager Dave Roberts get his pregame thoughts. We'll dive deeper into today's pitching matchup in 30 minutes. Your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain in 45 minutes. David Vasse will go one-on-one with high and tight. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly in just a couple minutes. We'll send it out to the booth and check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night the Dodgers walked away with win number 110. Literally, Michael Grove got the start. The 25-year-old right-hander was good early. He had a one nothing lead to work with after Freddie Freeman got them on the board in the third. Freeman has been on base 21 consecutive games. Freeland delivers. Ground ball, base hit into center field. Rounding third, coming home to score is Mookie Betts. The Dodgers take a one to nothing lead. Betts with the National League leading 116th run scored this season. And for Freeman, that's his 98th run batted in. Freddie Freeman, the RBI single. Dodgers have one to nothing. Grove got into trouble in the fourth. A leadoff home run from Ryan McMahon. That tied the game. Then back-to-back singles from Crone and Rogers. Two batters later, Randall Greichick, a three-run home run off of Michael Grove as the Rockies took a 4-1 to lead. In the seventh, though, the Dodgers faced the Rockies' bullpen. And they didn't have to do much. Just let the Rockies relievers do the work. And by work, I mean not throw strikes. Trey Turner, a leadoff walk. Freddie Freeman drew a walk. Trace Thompson then drew a walk as they loaded the bases. Next batter, Joey Gallo, you guessed it, drew a five-pitch walk. That brought in a run. Dodgers were down 4-2. to two. Next batter, Austin Barnes. Guess what? He drew a walk. That brought in another run. Dodgers down 4-3 to three after drawing five straight walks to lead off the inning. With the bases loaded, Cody Bellinger has sack fly to center. That tied the game at four. The Dodgers would draw another walk. That reloaded the bases, but they couldn't get any more runs across. Dodgers in that seventh inning scored three runs, zero hits, but they drew six walks in the inning. In the eighth, the Dodgers got after the Rockies' bullpen again. Back-to-back singles from Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. Trace Thompson then drew a walk to load the bases. Joey Gallo then a sack fly to give the Dodgers a 5-4 lead. Two batters later, Cody Bellinger added on. 
The 0-1, runner goes, line drive, right center field, and it is going to drop in for a base hit. And the score is Freeman holding on at third is Trace Thompson. Second run at the bottom of the eighth for the Dodgers, who now lead it 6-4. to four. RBI single for Bellinger, his 65th of the season. That's the top-tier play of the game, brought to you by Arco. Quality top-tier gas for less. Dodgers up 6-4. to four. The ninth inning belonged to Bruce Dargaraderall, who shut down the Rockies. Dodgers go on and get the win. Evan Phillips, the win and relief. Bruce Dargaraderall, the save. Four different Dodger pitchers have now made saves in the last five games. The Dodgers win number 110 on this season. They're the seventh team in Major League history to win at least 110 games and the third team to do it in the National League. Today, they look to add on to that win number. Tyler Anderson on the mound. First pitch coming up at 110. And with more, we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim. Last night's game was eminently forgettable. The Dodgers won, of course. They won their 110th. The game was forgettable, but the mark that they reached last night was not. They won their 110th victory of the season, becoming just the seventh team in Major League history to do so. And, oh, by the way, the other two teams that have won 110, the 1909 Pirates with Honus Wagner and the 1927 Yankees, generally regarded as the best team in history. It's amazing. We see it just about uh, every day. And uh, now we're looking at the history books to find out just how good this season has been to this particular point. There's still some work to get done. Yes, there's still the postseason. But this has been an absolutely remarkable run that we've really witnessed on a daily basis. Dodgers looking to become just the fifth team in history to win as many as 111 games in a single season. They would join the Mariners of... 2001, the 1906 Cubs, and the 1998 Yankees, the 54 Indians. So the Dodgers this year have been in extraordinarily exclusive company. Yeah, they have, and they just continue to uh, to do some things, and a little bit different as far as the lineup in today's ballgame, and uh, that difference is going to be the fact that Mookie Betts will get a breather, at least from the get-go, and the return to the lineup, at least as the designated hitter, by Justin Turner. Joey Gallo will start in right field in place of Betts. Gavin Lux again at second base. Trace Thompson is going to be in left field. Cody Bellinger is in center. And I mentioned Cody Bellinger last night. We talked about it. We're beginning now to see the resurgence of Cody Bellinger putting the ball into play, having much better swings and timely base hits. And last night, while Michael Grover took one off the knee. He has been uh, placed on the injured list. Andre Jackson back with the club for the final week of the season. He had some difficulties. Kimbrell, once again, had difficulties, but the rest of the pen was nearly perfect. Yeah, Kimbrell, you look at it and say, well, he came on in the, uh, in the sixth inning, and while he faced uh, only four batters, got through it as a big double play. And you talk about the hot corner at third base. There was an absolute rocket that was hit after a couple of walks and a strikeout uh, from Kimbrell but hit down to third base and a good play by Alberto, not only flaring, uh, flagging down that uh, base hit possibility, but then a terrific throw to Gavin Lux, who turned it over expertly and uh, a big double play to get out of the case. But uh, again, we've seen Kimbrell now back-to-back outings. He's come in in the sixth inning, not in the ninth inning. And hasn't been terribly successful at that, to be frank. Tyler Anderson in search of his 16th win of the season. He's going against, of course, the team he came up with, the Colorado Rockies, Herman Marquez, the right-hander going for Colorado. We will detail that pitching matchup later on in the hour. Tim. 
All right, thank you guys. We're off and running here on Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on this Sunday afternoon. Coming up, we'll check in with Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We'll check in with David Vasse. We'll break down this pitching matchup again. Your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest is coming up. Kirsten Watson, though, will stop by next as we lead jump the first pitch from Dodger Stadium. Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch at 110. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the in and out Dodgers traffic center. Here's Shanna McCurcher. I'm Shanna McCurcher with a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. Well, traffic is stacking for your drive through downtown LA, southbound side of the 101 from Melrose. Stays heavy as you make your way, looks like to Belmont. Some delays uh, for your northbound side drive on the 5 as you make your way up uh, to downtown LA from 7th Street. Stays busy for you, looks like to Stadium Way. And uh, that's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Shannon McKercher. Thank you, Shannon. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's. All about it. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. Tyler Anderson, Herman Marquez, the pitching matchup. First pitch at 110. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Hey, Kirsten now joins us before the Dodgers and Rockies and what should have been the final game of the regular season, but it's game three of this six-game series. Final game now on Wednesday because of the lockout. Dodgers have won the first two games of this six-game series. Kirsten, last night they did it. In a uh, different fashion, the Proclaimers had that song back in the 90s, I'm going to walk 500 miles. Well, last night they just walked six times in that one inning. (laughs) Listen, and that was like in a half inning that took 35 minutes, six walks, and to tie the game. I mean, honestly, the concept of that to me sometimes is just so crazy. But that just shows you there are so many different ways to win a baseball game. And look, we so often we see this team, obviously they have an incredible offense, And usually, whether it's a whole bunch of home runs or they are, as I love to say, passing the baton and just stringing together hits, that's another way that we often see them do it. Uh, But for them to really make the pitchers work for the Rockies, I mean, there was multiple pitching changes in that half inning. Uh, For them to have to work the counts, to draw the walks, look, it's a different way, but they did it. And honestly, talking to some of the guys, and even Dave Roberts after the game yesterday, that's just another way how you show like the quality of at bats that they're taking. You know, this team, they're constantly in every game. They find a way to win. And that was just another perfect example. So uh, we may not necessarily see that in the postseason. If we do, something probably strange has happened uh, in the game. <laughs> but another quality way for them to kind of find creative ways to kind of pull out and get the win. Tyler Anderson gets the start this afternoon. His final start of the regular season of what has been an all-star season, a career season for the left-hander, and he hopes to continue to do that after today into October. Yeah, I mean, look, Dave Roberts has said, when talking about Tyler Anderson, uh, he said that he's been fantastic this year. He said he's had an all-star season. Um, and the Dave, as well as just... The pitching staff, the coaches, they're all very confident that what we have seen in the regular season is very much going to transfer into the postseason. Now, when it comes to the postseason, I mean, you have guys like Tyler Anderson or Yancy Almonte or, you know, who have this excitement and this desire to really find success in the postseason just because they haven't necessarily had it in the past. Um, but then you have this balance of guys like a Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, I mean, Clayton Kershaw, I mean, most of the guys on this team who have a lot of postseason experience. So kind of just like that balance 
balance of you have the excitement, but then also we know what we're doing is really a nice combination. So when it comes to, to Tyler Anderson, this will be his final start of the regular season, but we already know he's in the starting rotation once it gets to the postseason. So the, the hope is the stuff will be the same, and we'll see uh, just continue, continued, I guess, greatness from him uh, from the postseason. Yeah, what a 2022 season it has been for Tyler Anderson. He caps it off today in his final regular season start. Kirsten, great stuff. We'll check in with you after the game today. Still to come here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll preview today's pitching matchup. David Vassay will have high and tight, but up next, we get you an injury report, and we'll check in with Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Game three of this six-game series from Dodger Stadium today. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. Game three of this six-game series. Tyler Anderson, Herman Marquez, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 110. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Michael Grove placed on the IL with the left knee contusion. Andre Jackson recalled to help the rotation. Dustin May on the IL with the lower back tightness. More on him with David Vassay coming up. Blake Trinan on the IL with the right shoulder tightness. Good news for him coming up with David Vassay. Phil Bickford on the IL with the sore right shoulder. Tony Gonsal is to come off the IL tomorrow when he makes his return and pitches three innings. Let's find out more, though, as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. Uh, reflection, um, gosh, uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, he's had a tremendous season. Uh, it's been fun to get to know him and how he operates, you know, what makes him tick. Um, but as far as on-field performance, uh, I can't give him enough praise. Uh, performance, posting, taking down innings, competing, uh, helping other guys. Uh, and he's still continuing to grow, and uh, that's been great. Um, last start, it's going to be a full start for him. Uh, we just want him to go out there and, you know, help us win a ball game and go as long as he can. But, uh, you know, today it's going to be kind of like the uh, – the Tyler Anderson, Andre Jackson show. So to hopefully give our guys in the pen a little break today. How much do you believe in what he has done in the regular season can translate to whatever you see in the postseason? Um, I, I absolutely believe it can. Um, you know, the postseason, I think that, you know, one slant is as far as pitching, people kind of look towards strikeouts and stuff. Um, but I just don't think that. It's uh, stuff is created equal, and I think that the radar gun is easy to quantify. Um, but command, um, being able to sequence, he's got an 80 changeup, and uh, most importantly, uh, he's a guy I trust. And I think the postseason is about, you know, putting guys in position to have success, but also going with guys that you believe in and trust. Dave, you've talked about in years past when you guys had the same core of guys bringing in Utley, Freeze, different guys to kind of move the deck chairs in your own words. You guys have brought in a lot of different veterans in the last year or so. Do you feel like that's made it easier to push the rock back up the hill again this year to do what you've done? Um, I think I think part of that, um, bringing in the right guys that um, – you know, you mentioned Tyler Anderson, um, 
Yancey Almonte, guys that haven't had a chance to play in the postseason and they, they've got that hunger. I think that's something that's part of it. But um, it, it takes a special character of guys to uh, get to the one-yard line and, and go right back down the mountain and to do it again. All right, there's Dave Roberts down the dugout, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vasse, get you more on Dustin May, Blake Trinan, as we lead up to first pitch, Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch at 110, I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino, Dodgers on Deck. Your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. Tyler Anderson and Herman Marquez, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 110. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David, you've been around the game a long time, covering this team for well over a decade. You ever seen an inning like last night where guys just got walked time over time again? Actually, Justin Turner reminded me after the game last night, Tim, that something similar happened in 2019 where they were playing a game against the Washington Nationals and they had walked six consecutive Dodgers. Last night, there were five consecutive Dodgers walked, which um, I guess gave the Dodgers the opportunity to score three runs in the seventh inning last night to tie the game, and then, for good measure, two more runs in the eighth inning. And Dave Roberts was telling us after he had his media session that in a game like last night, that is what makes this team so special. In a game that everybody believes doesn't matter. The Dodgers very easily could have just mailed in that game at that point in time. But he said Trace Thompson taking a full count walk and not trying to pad stats or swing for the fences and still having the discipline to take that walk. Same with Joey Gallo's at bat in the seventh inning. Having the patience and the discipline to take the walk instead of trying to swing outside of the strike zone. He said those are the things that are sexy to him that many fans may not notice. And I have to agree with him. That's part of the reason why the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. It's a big reason why they became just the seventh team in baseball history to win 110 games. Uh, There was no need for the Dodgers to draw that seventh inning out as long as they did if they were swinging and acting like the game didn't matter. They acted like that game mattered last night. Dave, Andre Jackson gets recalled as Michael Grove goes on the IL. What's his role going to be today? It's going to be a piggyback situation. Tyler Anderson uh, is going to have a start probably where he faces the lineup two times around. Maybe an introduction of what we may see scripted in the postseason. And then Andre Jackson comes in and saves the Dodger bullpen because uh, they've been using it quite a bit. We're getting down to the finish line here of the regular season. So Dave Roberts is hoping after Anderson goes at least five or six innings, Andre Jackson can maybe, maybe pick up a three-inning save if the Dodgers have the lead. Dave is brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Getting behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. All right, Dave, some good news as far as Dustin May? Yeah, Dustin May threw off the mound in a bullpen session, and Dave Roberts said not only was his health good, but he also said his execution of pitches was really good. And that's actually 
what it's going to come down to. As Rick Monday likes to say, that's the brass tacks of all of this, where Dustin May is going to have to show the Dodgers he can execute his pitches, and his back has been feeling good enough for him to throw off a flat ground since the Dodgers were in San Diego. He's been working with trainers and pitching coaches to get his execution better, and it starts with, my understanding, the landing of his front foot, which is a big part of pitching and the whole pitching mechanics type of thing. So that is what it's going to come down to for him to have a spot on the NLDS roster. And quite frankly, after Craig Kimbrell's performance last night, he may be a better option than Craig Kimbrell, David Price, or Caleb Ferguson. Speaking of the bullpen, Dave, another arm, Blake Trinan, feels like he's progressing. Yes, Tim, as I have told you before, I don't want to give any more catch updates with Blake Trinan until we see something of substance, but I guess today was a good day for him. He's going to do something more uh, this coming week, so we'll be on standby to see whether or not Blake Trinan is healthy enough and trusts his right shoulder, more importantly, to be able to get into a game. So I guess that'll be answered sometime between now and October 11th. Dave, real quick, Chris Taylor, uh, the neck's still bothering him. Yeah, remember last September, Tim? Chris Taylor missed a handful of games with the same sort of neck issue. Um, So this is not a new injury, and you have to be a little concerned that he may or may not have a herniated disc in that neck area. Gavin Lux had something going on, and he missed quite some time with a similar injury. Chris Taylor, though, Tim... I have told you this before, has the highest pain tolerance of any Dodger. Him and Justin Turner can play through a lot of pain. And Dave Roberts even said that was alarming, that Taylor came to him after taking swings this morning and said, I can't play. So when a player like that comes to you and says, I can't play, you know it's a painful injury. Yeah, no doubt. Dave, great stuff. Looking forward to your conversation with Steve Garvey coming up in 15 minutes. Dodger fans, so stay tuned for that. I need three contestants, though, right now for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest, 866-987-2570. You predict the player in the inning. The Wicked Good Play will happen, and if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Rockies, game three of this six-game set. Tyler Anderson on the mound for the blue. First pitch at 110. This is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our contestants ready to go. Jesse, you are first up. You get the first pick. What's your guess, Jesse? It is going to be my granddaughter loves Trey Turner, so Trey Turner in the six. Trey Turner in six. All right, good luck to you, Jesse. David is our other contestant today. David, welcome. What's your guess? Freddie Freeman in the fifth. Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to Jesse and David, our two contestants today. The Six Flags, wicked good play of the game contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. we got four days left in the regular season. The push for the postseason is on. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. 
All right. The Dodgers' best record in baseball, top seed in the National League. The Braves have overtaken the Mets for the lead in the NL East. The St. Louis Cardinals, winners of the NL Central, already clinched in that division. The number three seed in the National League. As for the wild card spots, the Mets are the top spot. Padres have the number two spot. The Phillies have a one-game lead over the Brewers with four games to go for the third wild card spot. The Dodgers are driving towards the World Series, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit MyTurn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. So we're leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here's McCurcher. Dodgers game day traffic. A new problem popping up for your drive through East L.A. Five North at Dibman. A multi-car crash sitting in the right lane. Traffic is stop and go. Looks like from Olympic Boulevard. Really starting to see delays through downtown L.A. Southbound side of the 101 from looks like Melrose. Days busy for you as you make your way out to Belmont. Uh, some little light delays on uh, northbound side of the 5 as you make your way uh, into downtown from 7th Street. Stays busy, it looks like, to Stadium Way. And uh, that's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Shannon McCurcher. Thank you, Shannon. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday. Tyler Anderson on the mound. First pitch at 110. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll hear from Steve Garvey, but up next, first. And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, today should have been the final day of the regular season, but it's just game three of this six-game series. Yeah, we're not even halfway yet through the series. Can you believe that? I mean, it comes down to is that Dwayne McDonald found some uh, interesting uh, numbers, and, and this was a couple of weeks ago he was looking at it. Okay, six-game series. We understand why, because the lockout. Yeah, that thing, the lockout. <laughs> so um, rather than play a bunch of doubleheaders, and baseball just uh, tacked on at the end in what was going to take place. But the last time the Dodgers played a six-game series during the regular season, that was against the Montreal Expos. 1992 in July, the difference was those were three consecutive doubleheaders. These are six individual games, and by the time the sixth game is around, both of these teams are going to be sick and tired of looking across and seeing the other team. And this is another great reason why the Dodgers are in such a good position for the postseason, Rick. Other teams that are just fighting for a playoff spot are having to grind through this extended part of the end of the regular yeah. season. For example, the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. The Braves won last night, and uh, then you start to look at what's going to happen. So uh, there's a lot on the line, not only in the Eastern Division, but what is also on the line between those two teams, the winner of today's game will have the season series lead and therefore have a home field advantage. So this is a gigantic game uh, for the Braves and the Mets. And as it turns out, the uh, the Mets will play the Washington Nationals to finish up their final three games of the season. And for the Atlanta Braves, will go down and face the Miami Marlins. So neither team is really, at least on paper, going to be threatened by saying, oh my goodness, the uh, the odds of sweeping a series are overwhelming. 
against both the Nationals and the Marlins. And but the you al- never know. The all-time Dodgers saves leader, Kenley Jansen, has saved both of the first two games of the Mets yeah. series for and, the Braves. And the Braves understand that against the Marlins, they will not have to face Alcantara, who has been shut down for the season. They just don't want him to pitch anymore. And, uh, and what happens now as far as uh, the, the Cy Young? Are you going to go off ERA? Are you going to go off the uh, the wins? Are you going to go off the combination of those? Do you go off of innings pitched? Because if you look at Alcantara with the Marlins, no question, he's had an outstanding season. It has really nasty stuff. Versus you look at Julio Arias and what he has been able to do, not only with the earned run average, uh, but uh, the, the fact that he has just been a very steady performer. And I would say, Rick, there shouldn't be outrage if either one wins. But oh, I there would- will be. I would be upset, though, if Julio Urias does not win the Cy Young and he's not second in the voting. That would be a problem for me. Yeah, or, or even farther down in the voting. I, I, I have no idea which way it would be going. But, uh, you know, it's like uh, some of the Hall of Fame votes from time to time. Yeah. There are times you look at the Hall of Fame voting and say, that person or a couple of people should never be able to vote again for Hall of Fame if it's consideration because obviously they're they're a little out of touch. I would agree with that. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Rick, today, like we mentioned, is usually the final day of the regular season on this date. And in Dodger history, a couple of big moments on the last day of the regular yeah, season. Yeah, if we look at it, uh, for, first of all, 1977, the final game of the series, Dodgers against the Houston Astros and Dusty Baker. Uh, really, with one swing of the bat, got into baseball history because he joined three other teammates with 30 home runs in the season. That had never happened before. And uh, he joined Garvey, Smith, and Say. And he did it in his very final at-bat, hit home run number 30. Interesting, too, because just a couple of days ago, I saw an article, and I was just kind of breezing through and, and looking in the rearview mirror, um, I, I read an article about J.R. Richard. Well, J.R. Richard was pitching that day for the Houston Astros, and the comment that I read was that Dusty Baker, when asked about, okay, you faced a, a few hundred different pitchers in your career, who was the most difficult, who was the most uneasy for you to face? He mentioned J.R. Richard, and yet in his final at-bat in that ball game on this date, 1977, he took a J.R. Richard baseball, his pitch, and hit it out of the ballpark. J.R. Richard was 6'7", and uh, it, it appeared that when he was standing in the mound, he could reach home plate with just uh, the length of his arms. And when he was holding the baseball, it was very much uh, akin to you grabbing and holding on to a golf ball. I mean, he had just just a huge, huge hand, uh, a big man, and, and he was not a day at the beach when you went to home plate. And after Dusty hit that home run and came back to the dugout, wasn't that when the high five was born with Glenn Burke? Uh, supposedly. Uh, nobody is going to refute it. Okay. All right. I'll let you get back to your fan mail. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. I'll let you get back to yours as well. <laughs> we'll send it back to you, Tim. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shanky's, home of the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor. On game day, feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shanky's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of today's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you the keys to the game. But up next, David Vassay goes one-on-one with Steve Garvey. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball.
It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Tyler Anderson on the mound. First to 110. Still to come. Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. Autumn Racing is in full swing at beautiful Santa Anita Park. Racing Friday through Sunday with millions of payouts every race day. Santa Anita Park is giving you the chance to win four VIP tickets to Santa Anita's Oktoberfest trackside, plus a VIP tour and $100 betting voucher. Go to am570lasports.com, keyword Oktoberfest, to enter. David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. All right, we are at Dodger Stadium, and it is a special place, and Dodger legends just happen to walk onto the field with their great friends. And when you're talking to the greatest L.A. Dodger and Dodger first baseman, there's only one name that comes to mind, and that is Steve Garvey, who is here on Fan Appreciation Day. Hi, Garve. How are you? It's great to be with you. Boy, you look healthy and ready for the postseason. <laughs> the way you work, oh, my Lord. Garve, you never age one bit. I feel like you could still take four at-bats today. Well, a little oil of LA, you know, uh, in the morning and the, in the evening there. But, uh, no, I have a wonderful wife, Candace, who uh, takes great care of me along with all the daughters. And uh, i just yeah. trying to keep my height up now. <laughs> I'm shrinking. Garve, there's a debate in Los Angeles, and you're a great person to talk to about this. Your Dodger teams had sustained success. You guys set the bar very high. This Dodger team has done the same. Is it fair to say World Series or bust? Is it fair to have these expectations? No, because baseball, you know, and you know I've always talked, it's the entertainment business. Um, players come out, and it's a rare entertainment business. You know, you're in, uh, you're in radio, TV, movies. Uh, you can get over sometimes, but out here you don't get over. So it's real time. And these are the best of the best of what they do, and this team especially. And the way Guggenheim has, has built this team over the last 10 years is exceptional. So the anticipation is this team should win. And when they lose two or three games, they're, oh, my Lord, what's going on? But this is a very tough game. Uh, I'm very proud of them uh, this regular season. Uh, they've set records. I actually thought they'd break the all-time record, but uh, there's a reason it's the all-time record. Uh, but it's two different seasons. Uh, the postseason is, is a short series. Uh, you can have two well-pitched games against you. All of a sudden, you're in jeopardy like a few years ago. Remember, they were down 3-1, yeah. and they came back. But the thing you, you've really got to cherish, and fans have to cherish, is this team comes out every day and gives you 100%. And they're homogenous, they play well together, but they're also playing for the fans. They realize why they play this game and how blessed they are to play it. And I think those of us, especially from 73 to 85, laid the foundation here in L.A., of, of how you should appreciate the fans and, and why you play this game. And you play for the city of Los Angeles, but the fans that come here every day spend their hard-earned money, cheer for you, buy the stuff, you know, and, and they're going to be there. The old days of the fans leaving in the beginning of the seventh inning, you don't see that a lot anymore. No, you don't. And Steve Garvey set the Tonys part of the fabric of this organization and also was one of the greatest October performers. Is that a mentality you have to have as a player, Garf? Because when people talk about your resume, I feel like they don't shine a bigger light on what you did in October. Well, I, I do take a lot of pride in, uh, in postseason and all-star games. I think all-star games are batted. 380 and 356 in both seasons and so forth, but uh, it's when the lights shine the brightest is when uh, I think you should want to be up there in crucial situations. If you want to be up there, your focus is narrower. Uh, your heart's heart you know, beat 
quiets down because you have this confidence in yourself that you want to do this not only for your team and for the game but for the fans and uh, I always wanted to be up when the game was on the line you know what kind of paid off though the pitcher sees it and he's thinking oh this Garvey looks hitterish <laughs> and then I dropped down a butt but anyway uh, that's really what it's all about as the season gets closer to the ultimate prize and that's the world championship you see players step up and want to seize the moment, Carpe Diem, uh, and be the hero. And uh, and this team's got a lot of guys that want to step up. And I think guys that may not have been uh, proud of their season suddenly seem to refocus, you know, once October comes. And I can see a few guys uh, all of a sudden flipping the switch they couldn't quite find in the dark and uh, becoming heroes in the postseason. Well, a hero for all of us that follow the Dodgers is Steve Garvey. Before I let you go... Can't let you go without reminding everybody today's the anniversary of Dusty Baker joining yourself, Reggie Smith, and Ron Say as the first quartet in baseball history to hit 30 home runs. It was right here at Dodger Stadium when he hit that home run off of J.R. Richard. Absolutely. And, you know, people ask me about moments in my career and seasons, and I always say, well, winning the world championship in 81 is the ultimate team sport. Consecutive game streak and MVPs. But the four of us doing that, the first all time was so very very special and, um, and the one thing we knew is that Dusty hit JR pretty well but he fooled around the first couple of at bats and we had been out of the game and, and I was I ran inside to go to the bathroom there now about a, and so <laughs> I kind of struggled out here to make sure I was here and he hits the home run and uh, and we were so happy for him because the last guy to do it there's a lot of pressure and uh, and that's who Dusty was you talk about pressure players uh, Dusty at that time with that accomplishment was truly yeah, the 1977 Dodgers forever, one of the most special teams in their history. Steve Garvey, obviously the man of those Dodgers. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I know you got some friends here. Always great to see you at Dodger Stadium. And more importantly, having your feet on this dirt again, Garve. Terra firma, I'll yeah. tell you. Now, uh, well, family Candace and I and family will be here in the postseason. If we get the World Series, I'll be doing pre and post for, uh, for Fox yeah. 11. But uh, this is the time of the year that uh, the Dodgers shine, and I'm, I feel very good about ultimately in November hoisting up the world championship for this great team. We'll see you at the parade, Garf. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. There he goes, the greatest L.A. Dodger first baseman, him and Gil Hodges, synonymous with first base and the Dodgers. We'll send it back to you, Tim. All right, thanks a lot, Dave. Great to hear from Steve Garvey. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Leading up to first pitch on this Sunday, Dodgers and Rockies. Up next, we'll dive deeper to this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Rockies first pitch from Dodger Stadium is coming up at 110. And now, 
Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit Toyota.com. They make it easy. Tyler Anderson on the mound, final start of the regular season. 32-year-old left-hander is 15-4 and with a 254 ERA. He has gone five-plus innings in 25 of his previous 27 starts. Made four starts in September, 2-1 and one, with a 173 ERA. Last time out, six innings, two runs. Three hits, three strikeouts, and a no decision against the Padres. He's one and two with a 2.39 ERA and 16 starts in five games, uh, 16 strikeouts in five games against the Rockies. Herman Marquez, the starter for the Rockies, 27-year-old right-hander out of Venezuela, eight and 13, five and 12 ERA, having a down season. His seventh season in the big leagues, making his 31st start. He's 0 and three in his last three starts. Last time out, six innings. Three runs, six hits, six strikeouts in a loss to the Giants. He's two and six with a four sixty three ERA in twelve starts since the All Star break. Herman Marquez, Tyler Anderson, the pitching matchup. Dodgers and Rockies. First pitch is fifteen minutes away. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cases, Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick Your Part is Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Should have been the final game of the regular season. Instead, it's game three of the six-game series. Tyler Anderson, the former Rocky, going up against his former team. Herman Marquez on the mound for Colorado. First pitch of 110. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles. Our bus operators, remember to thank your driver. First pitch is coming up. Before that, final check-in in the booth with Rick and Charlie. Guys. All right, Tim, the Dodgers seeking their 111th victory of the season. If they do so, they will be in the top five all-time for winning a seasons. you got the Mariners in 2001, the Cubs in 1906. They won 116, the 98 Yankees 114, then the Cleveland Indians with 111. Tyler Anderson, in search of just his 16th win of the year, goes against Herman Marquez. Yeah, and when we look at Anderson uh, so far, Charlie, I mean, you begin to look at the, the fact that 173, almost 174 innings pitched, only 139 base hits. So it's a low batting average against, and we start to look at the month of September, just a 1.73 earned run average. So he has just really kept up the pace. There's no question about that. A couple of different starts, and plus one relief appearance against the Rockies this year. He's 1-1. One one. But one thing that Anderson has also done, he's kept the ball in the ballpark very, very well. Cannot make that same statement, however, for Herman Marquez, who's given up 30 home runs this year, making his 31st start, and he's 0-3 in the four starts against the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson enters the game today with the fifth lowest ERA in the National League at 254. The Dodgers and the Rockies. The third game of a six-game series. After today, we're only halfway through the Rockies, the final six games of the regular season. Then October 11th, of course, is the first game of the postseason at Dodger Stadium against somebody. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch is next on this Sunday, Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody. (laughs) 